0: this morning we hear a rather uncomfortable parable from the Lord about angels and the devil and the end of the age and it's one of those stories that can make us squirm and it is no wonder that this this is another parable that Jesus actually had to explain to his disciples now I'm certainly not going to quibble with our Lord's interpretation and I certainly don't want us to get lost in the, de- the debates of the existence of angels, the devil, and the end of the age. The frightening unseen. Because if we do that, we may lose sight of a truth that we can, we can see. And the truth that we do know that impacts our role in the whole garden story. And I'm talking about the truth that the children of God are called to live side by side with the evil that surrounds us. And I think what I want to do is come at this in a way by speaking about my work here at St. Michael, which is really our work in Dallas. Now, this summer has been a wonderful time for me. I have gotten to go to Bolivia with some of our youth, and I've been working with all other youth at North Dallas Shared, I mean, at, with North Dallas Shared Ministries, beginning to get ready for our food drive, I, I mean, our uniform distribution and our school distribution um, next, it, that goes over the next couple of weeks. And I've also went last week down to Austin Street Center to serve lunch with another group of our youth. And together, we have been so blessed to meet children and adults through our work, getting to know their stories. I have to tell you about this one little lady that I met down in Austin Street this past week at lunchtime. She was darling. She was a little tiny thing. I bet if she stood up out of her wheelchair, she'd probably be about that tall. And she was in a wheelchair because she's elderly, but also because she has been abused, physically abused, by the people who she lived with so that they could live, and they were living on her check, her Social Security. They were taking it from her. And so she was pulled out of this home, and she was at Austin Street waiting for safe housing, this little tiny grandmother. And I'm sorry, but I have actually heard that story far too many times, not only in Dallas, but in other places across our country where there is poverty. I also heard about children in Bachman Lake together. I've heard about children living in one-bedroom apartments with 12, 13, 14, or 15 other people, all in that one space. And I've also heard about women and children who suffer physical and emotional trauma, abuse from the people that they live with, but who cannot report it because some of their family members' legal status is as undocumented immigrants. And so they are afraid to report what's going on. Now, in the midst of all this, I was invited to to go to a conference last week at Harvard University. And it's where I met with a team of the highly successful Harlem Children's Zone. And I was there as part of the strategic planning for Bachman Lake. And some of our other Dallas collaborators were there as well. We learned about Harlem Children's Zone's highly successful cradle-to-career initiatives and the great work that they are accomplishing in Harlem, moving children from poverty into the middle class. And we learned about specific strategies that can work. We also learned about the data that we can use in our work. We have data that can pinpoint exact neighborhoods Not just the areas that we think of, like we used to think about things in zip codes. That's too big. The data that we now have can pinpoint specific blocks where efforts need to be made. And this data shows that it makes all the difference in the world where you are born. As to your health, your education prospects, your career prospects, and your life expectancy. And in all of these cases involving blocks of poverty, we learned about how incredibly hard it is just to survive in these areas. And after generations of existence of families in the same poverty, in the same neighborhoods, there is very often very or little no hope that things will ever change. The problems are too deep and too complex for any individual to navigate and overcome. And it's not just education and income opportunities that are missing. Communities of poverty are places where families feel unsafe, where drug dealers they prey on children and the disabled, and where violence is very real, especially the threat of gun violence. These are the places where weeds grow. We hope that the police and the justice system and our public education system will fix the problem, but if we are honest, They have not made any headway or much headway in these neighborhoods in decades. And so evil and darkness and misery continues to live and fester where our neighbors live. Now, we know some of what can help. We at St. Michael have been part of this effort since the very time that we started with St. Philip's back in the 50s and then with the Jubilee Neighborhood, and now with Bachman Lake Together and Stephen C. Foster Elementary School in Bachman Lake. Their good work is why now we are part of a coalition that is leading the citywide vision along with the Child Poverty Action Lab and the Commit Partnership. But I will be frank with you, this work is just a drop in the bucket. I tell people all the time, I have the best job in the whole wide world. I am blessed to be a priest here with you guys on Sunday. And during the week, I get to work on all of these things. Thank you. Turn this one off. Is this better? Nope. I really do have the best time, the best job here. I've got great sound people that try to help me out of my way. Um, but what I, So I get to be a priest here on Sunday, which is wonderful. I love being with you all and worshiping with you and sharing holy communion with you. It's such a blessing. But during the week, I get to think about things like this. I get to work on creating mission and outreach opportunities, spaces where you can serve and help in these efforts with our ministry partners here in Dallas. But my role also includes working with our foundation and with you uh, and with all of you in community collaborations. And I get to dream about and to help solve things like poverty in our neighborhood to work on systemic change. You know, it just may be that we are the ones to whom Jesus pleads. If you have ears, listen. We are in the position of power in comparison to the vast majority of the world and certainly in comparison to the vast majority of the people who live in Dallas. We are on the edge of a great opportunity through the work of the Horizon Fund, the All Angels Foundation, and St. Michael's Mission and Outreach. We have the resources, the brain power, the time, and the talent, the ability to collaborate strategically, to make great strides in ending poverty for our children, in our communities within Dallas. Now, we know some great things that will work. There are evidence-based approaches that have been proven over time, over the last couple of decades. And we will need to be creative in rounding out the strategies for our work. Because it will take basic aid things like food, shelter, clothing, school uniforms, school supplies, while we work on systemic change. It will take a combination of tutoring, mentoring, public health safety initiatives, initiatives, the creation of safe neighborhoods, better resources for preventive health care, better resources for preventive mental health care, and on and on helping where we can. But most of all, it's going to take long-term relationships with individual children and their families, creating individual plans to empower them and to help them grow and thrive. Now, I know a lot of you all are business people and funders. And I can think, hear you thinking in your head THIS IS GOING TO COST A LOT OF MONEY. AND YOU ARE ABSOLUTELY RIGHT. BUT I HOPE THAT WON'T FREEZE YOU. I HOPE YOU WILL ALSO SEE THAT THE OPPORTUNITIES TO, potent- to POTENTIALLY CREATE JOBS FOR PEOPLE TO WORK IN THIS FIELD AND THEN TO CREATE JOBS FOR PEOPLE who- WITH WHOM WE ARE TRYING TO HELP that the benefit of all of this will be a tremendous work. Because our goal should be more than just helping people who live in poverty to merely survive. Our goal, or the end of this work that I am describing to you, is to create a vibrant middle class out of those who were destined to remain in poverty because of the places they were born. These lofty goals take creativity, courage, intentionality, considerable and consistent time and effort. But y'all, these are the goals of our God. We of the people of faith are called to care for his people and for his world. And it will take community collaboration, There are and will be plenty of spaces for all of us to serve. Now, in the image of the garden, if I had to live on what I could grow in my own little garden space, my family would starve. But when we work together, we can create a harvest of infinite variety with our God walking alongside us, inspiring us, strengthening us and encouraging us, and most of all, providing the growth. And as gardeners know, when good, healthy plants grow, the weeds tend to get overcome by their shade, or they're simply pushed out because of the abundance of the good plants within within that soil. So I want you to think. First of all, are you a weed yourself? I certainly hope not. If you are, I'd encourage you to very quickly get into a conversation with our Lord. But the harder question, I think, for most of us is are you in some way helping the weeds in our world grow? Are you making evil possible? Are you contributing to the problem by your words or by your actions or by your inaction? This is tough stuff. But our Lord was clear. We cannot ignore or gloss over the parables that he told that what we do on this side of heaven matters. These are some of the parables and lessons that made our Lord unpopular with the leaders and the potential followers of his day. But be clear. How we live our life as a Christian of faith matters and our Lord intends to sort out the weeds from the the good wheat. Thankfully, that's not our job, to figure out who is who. We are called instead to aid his mission of empowering and healing our world. We have had a clear call by God throughout history to help the poor and the sick and the widows and the orphan and the needy, those people that have gone through the history unseen. As disciples of Christ, that is our calling in the villages where we have been placed by God. Dallas is our place. and This is our time of action. It's our time to live and to care. And it's the people around us whom we are called to serve. This is our garden. This is where we are planted. And this is where we are called to add to the abundance of eternity by word and by deed. Amen.